This is the Leading Second Podcast. We're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders our pastors would kill to have on the team. Well, Leading Second, what's up? Welcome back to season three of the Leading Second Podcast. My name is Brandon Stewart. So excited you're here today coming to you live from my attic. <laughs> That's right. Like like many of you, uh, man, this season looks so different. Uh, working at home, stay at home orders, COVID-19. Uh, and yet I feel like God is doing something so significant and so special in all of us in our churches. I'm just excited to have a few minutes with you today and speak right into this season in your life as a leader, uh, believing that God's going to do all that he wants to do in us and through us in this season. So welcome back. Hey, if you have never done it yet, uh, hit the subscribe button. However you are listening to this today, it would be our honor and privilege to um, have a space in your world. Every single week, we release the leading second podcast on uh, Thursday mornings, most of the year. And right now we're in a special uh, series called how to have a personal revival uh, specifically aimed at the season uh, the very unique season that we all find ourselves leading in right now. Um, church life looks a whole lot different than it did a couple months ago. I was just thinking to myself the other day, I haven't been home this long in eight and a half years. And yet um, I just have this deep, deep sense uh, from God in my heart, in my soul that um, this is going to be a really significant season for our churches and for us as leaders. So, so excited you're here today. And I want to continue in this thought of how to have a personal revival. I just want to share with you uh, some of my deep conviction on this. You know, the word revival or revive uh, in the Webster 1828 dictionary, the definition says this of the word revive. It says this to return to life or to recover life. Another definition says to recover new life or vigor, to be reanimated after depression. Another definition says uh, to recover from a state of neglect, oblivion, obscurity, or depression. And I loved this last definition referring to uh, chemistry. Uh, this definition of revive says this to recover to its natural state or its intended state. I love that. My prayer for you right now in this season, wherever this podcast finds you today, whether you're sheltered in place at home, whether your state is starting to reopen right now, uh, whether or not your church is meeting. I think my prayer for you, certainly my prayer over my own life right now is that Jesus, you would do everything in my life you want to do. And uh, I don't know about you all listening today. I so desperately want to see revival uh, hit the church in North America and around the world. Um, I'm so desperate to see Jesus do all that he wants to do. Just texting with some friends this morning, uh, some pastor friends, just believing that, you know, maybe we're on the verge of another great awakening, another, you know, real... Um, demonstrable move of the Holy Spirit in our churches and in our lives. But the thought I want to bring us back to in this space with leading second 
and on this podcast is this thought that revival starts with me. Revival isn't something out there that we pray for only. Uh, revival isn't just, you know, something like that's out there, like chasing the wind. No, uh, revival starts with me. If I want to see God do something great in my church, it's going to happen because God did something great in me because I allowed God the space and the place to do something significant in me. And so that's my prayer for you today is that if you would join me in saying, I just want to see God do all that he wants to do in my life and in our churches. Well, what if we just made the commitment today that revival starts with me? James chapter one says it like this. I thought of you all this week uh, when I read this verse in James chapter one in verse two, it says this, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith, the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I also thought of you when I switched over to the message and read it in in that translation and listen to what it says here. I love this. James 1 and 2 says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Now, here's the line I thought of when I thought of you. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed, not deficient, in any way. As I'm meeting with leaders, it feels like every day on back-to-back Zoom calls and conference calls uh, over this season, I hear a lot of people so desperate to get back to normal and so desperate with good intention, but desperate to get back to where we were. And yet I have come to believe personally that Normal is not something we are going back to. I truly believe normal is something we're looking forward to and headed toward. There is a new normal ahead for us. And while I am with you and I can't wait to be in church, I can't wait to gather with my church and with your churches. Um, Very, very much looking forward to that. I just had this thought for someone today. We shouldn't try to get out of this prematurely. We shouldn't just race. Uh, toward the finish line and, uh, you know, duck and cover and, and wait for daylight and pray for this season to end. No, 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 don't try to get out of this, but let this season and let Jesus do all that he wants to do in us so that we would be mature and complete, that we would go to a new place, that we would experience a personal revival right now and that the seeds of revival would, would, would be planted in our hearts and we would carry them back into our churches and into our church communities and we would truly then see God do all that he wants to do. So that's my prayer for you right now in this season, that we wouldn't try to get out of this, but that we would grow through it. For the meat of our podcast today, I wanted to share with you a leadership lesson. And I view leadership and um, revival going hand in hand, by the way. Leadership is a bit more of a practical look at things, but I figure that our churches can't go where we don't go personally. And that we all know that leaders can very much place a lid on church life. 
And so I figure one of the best ways that I help you and your church to, you know, prepare to experience all God wants to do is to prepare you. And that's the spirit and heart behind sharing this leadership lesson today. I want to talk for a few minutes today with you on leading yourself. Leading yourself, because let's be honest, when it comes to ministry life and leadership, the greatest leadership opportunity any of us will ever have is leading the person who looks at us in the mirror every single day. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, I just want you to hear what the Apostle Paul wrote to his leading second leader, his protege, Timothy. And I want you to listen to the intentionality uh, with which he refers to uh, Timothy and um, his own leadership growth and development. First Timothy chapter four and verse seven, he says this have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives tales. Rather train yourself to be godly, train yourself to be godly. He goes on to say in verse 12, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers, set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love in faith and in purity. He also says this, uh, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. You know, the idea in church life is that as the church grows and moves forward, we must grow with it. I heard Rick Warren say one time that church growth is like a wave. You know, we don't create the waves. God does. Uh, we simply ride the waves. Uh, but like anyone who would attempt to surf would know, waves can either carry you to a new destination or they can just simply roll over you and toss you around a bit. The waves of church life and church growth and new seasons are going to come. But as leaders, it's our leadership capacity and it's our readiness that determines if we ride or roll when the waves come. Here's the big question I wanted to ask you today on this podcast. The question I wanted to ask you today is this. How can you offer the best of who you are if you're not taking care of the best of who you are? How can you offer the best of who you are if you're not taking care of the best of who you are? Or maybe let's say it just a little bit different. If you wouldn't follow you, why should anyone else? <laughs> if you wouldn't follow you, why should anyone else? Throughout this lesson today, I'm going to be quoting a couple different books by uh, John Maxwell in particular, 360-degree leader and No Limits, to of, in my opinion, his greatest books, and I encourage you to grab those. In fact, in um, one of those books, uh, John Maxwell says this, if I can't lead myself, others won't follow me. If I can't lead myself, others won't respect me. And if I can't lead myself, others won't partner with me. Another question to look at it from a different angle uh, that I would have for you today is this. One year from now, do you want to be at the same place as a leader that you are today? <laughs> of course, it's a rhetorical question, right? Like, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that no one listening today would say, you know, I want to be exactly the same. Of course, you're going to say you want to be different. Well, then my next question for you is this. What are you going to do today 
to make that a reality. Often, when we think of leadership, we think of um, the people that we're going to lead. We think of the opportunities to be out front. We think of the chance to change and influence others, and all those things are good. I just wanted to remind us today that the greatest leadership opportunity you'll ever have is leading yourself, leading yourself well. Um, to make this a reality, we're going to have to follow the words of the Apostle Paul to Timothy. We're going to have to get in the leadership gym. We're going to have to do some leadership push-ups. We're going to have to train ourselves in some things. Uh, and the thing I know about our own spiritual growth and leadership growth is this. No one can do your push-ups for you. <laughs> no one can do this work for you. This is work that you have to do in the quiet, still, private places of your life. I know that if your pastor could, he or she would <laughs> do this for you. They want desperately greater leaders in the church and other team, but the truth is no one can do it for you. Here's a few questions to maybe consider today. First of all, how's your spiritual life? How are you spiritually? I mean, just wherever you're listening to this today, strip, strip things back, strip the pride back, you know, strip the expectations of others back. Um, how, how are you doing spiritually? I'd maybe ask you another question. How is your leadership learning right now? Are you investing in yourself as a leader? Another question I would ask you is, how is your skill development? Are you sharpening the ax? You know, sharpening the saw and growing in some way right now. This is a perfect time to emerge from shelter in place, you know, with a new skill under your belt. I'd also ask you, how's your daily routine? I know for many of us, certainly me, uh, my daily routine is very different right now than normal. And I know that, um, you know, it's not even going to look this way forever, but yet I'm working very much on the rhythms of my life. And how do I master the rhythms of my life? Just to see God do everything that he wants to do in me and through me. Another question I'd have for you is how are you emotionally? Right now, how's your mo emotional health? Maybe even your mental health. Are you taking care of you? Are you reaching out and getting help where you need? You know, are you living in essential community right now? Even in this time of social distancing and isolation, are you taking care of yourself emotionally? The greatest gift that we give our pastors, or I guess I like to say it to myself like this. The greatest gift I give my pastor is a healthy me. <laughs> a healthy me. In other words, it's not my pastor's job to see to it that I'm reading my Bible. That's my job. You know you're talking, by the way, to a spiritual child versus a spiritual adult uh, by the way that they answer hunger. When children are hungry, they cry out, feed me. When adults are hungry, though, they go to the fridge and make a snack. And I find it so interesting in church life when people say this line, I'm not getting fed. I kind of add up in my mind, I'm talking to a spiritual child at that moment because spiritual adults know how to go get in the word and how to feed themselves and how to water the soil of their heart and how to let things grow, even in imperfect environments. And so I just 
always add up in my mind. Um, I love the conversations I get to have with my pastor from time to time, you know, about leadership thoughts and spiritual thoughts and, and where the church is headed. I love those moments. I treasure those moments, but those are not my main meals. You know, my main meal is every day in the word with Jesus. In other words, uh, let me say something maybe a bit different and maybe this will help you. I certainly had to help myself on this. I had to learn that I get my vision from my pastor, but I get my approval from God. And if we're not careful, uh, one of the ways we get unhealthy is we look to our pastor uh, for um, approval. And we can die on that vine if, if for some reason, you know, pastors challenge us too much or even stay a little bit silent sometimes. No, no, no. We need to be healthy enough where we get our vision and direction and leadership from our pastors, but, but approval and identity and spiritual food from our God. Uh, who will generously give it and generously secure you and feed you. And it's just really important if we're going to um, give our pastors a healthy version of us that we watch over those things. I lead myself well so I can lead on behalf of my pastor and so I can lead others well. So I know this is a really simple thought for you today. I know that um, it's even not really in the weeds, you know, not down in the nitty gritty. Everyone, when they talk to a leadership coach, of which I guess I am one, everyone wants the practical, they want the systems, they want the ideas. And um, there's a time and a place for that today. Um, But I'm going to purposefully not rush there too quickly today for just a second, because I just want you to answer some of these bigger questions behind the scenes of how are you doing? And I just want us all to, I guess, find our place back to some real spiritual hunger right now, a place where we just simply desire more of Jesus, that we desire more of the word and that we desire to grow our leadership capacity to such a way where we can lead a true sense of revival in our churches and in our homes because we got bigger on the inside during this season of quarantine and shelter in place and social distancing. You know, I just wonder today if if God answered your prayers tomorrow and your church took a massive step forward, if God did that, would you be able to handle it? I mean, just think about it for a second. If God really did and answered your prayer, my prayer, would we, would it be a wave that took us somewhere or would would it be a wave that rolled us around a little bit? Um, The wave is the wave and the plan and purposes of God are going to happen. Um, My question for you is, are you able to ride the wave? Do you have the skill and the capacity get up on the wave in the first place. I, I, what I do know about this is if we don't grow our personal capacity as leaders, what ends up happening is we pray for God to do more. And then when God does more, it often comes disguised and dressed up and looking like work and a busier schedule and more demand and even more pressure. If we're not careful and if we don't take some time to get bigger on the inside, we could end up resenting the very thing we prayed for. 
simply because we just didn't grow and get bigger on the inside. So that's my prayer for you today is that you wouldn't try to get out of this season prematurely (laughs) is that you let this season let Jesus do all in you that he wants to do in you right now. It might be private work. It might be silent behind the scenes work, but just trust that God is building us into a spiritual house that he wants to build and that he wants to use as a light to the world. Um, something that'll truly bring hope and change to our cities, to our communities, to our nations that desperately need Jesus. So that's my prayer for you today. Leading second is that we would, you know, not just focus on this or that or this news story or that force or that virus or that thing happening out there, that we would focus on ourselves and that we would lead ourselves well in this season. And that when we emerge from this season, we will be able to offer to our pastors and our churches a better version of ourselves because we took care of our spiritual life, that we had a true personal revival on the inside. Father, I thank you today for every leader under the sound of my voice. I thank you today, God, for what you're doing in this season. Um, Even in some of the confusing aspects of it, or the silent aspects, even when we can't see it. God, I, we know that you're working. We know that you're doing something. I, I sense it so deep in my soul right now. Father, that you're up to something. And I pray that this simple line and this simple thought would resonate deeply in all of us. Revival starts with me. That God, for everything I'm gonna believe for you to do and ask for you to do in my church and in our city, I take personal responsibility today. God, I'm going to have a personal revival. God, change us. Humble us, Lord. Uh, Bring us to a place of change and repentance in our hearts and in our lives, Jesus. Bring us to our knees, Father, to the place where we desire truly more of you and only you. And as we take personal responsibility and we make these commitments today, God, I ask you to do everything that is in your heart to do. I ask that you would do it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, Leading Second, we love you. I just wanted to come to you weekly right now with not only some interviews, but some simple leadership thoughts and spiritual thoughts. I hope this just helped you today, gave you a moment to pause and consider your life. Hey, we love you so much. And it's our honor to get to do life and ministry with you. Um, If you haven't yet, introduce yourself to us on leadingsecond.com or reach out to us on the Leading Second Forum on Facebook. We'd love to get to know you. We'd love to do life with you. And hit the subscribe button because we'd love to have a space in your world every single Thursday. So Leading Second, we love you. We're praying for you. Until next time, Leading Second, let's run strong for the kingdom and lead in an uncommon way together. For more information, you can go to leadingsecond.com and find our digital magazine. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leading Second to keep up with our community of uncommon church builders.